this is that awkward moment where I'm expecting you to talk first. As I try to say something, and it turns out that my physical mute button is on. Awesome, awesome. Well, it is 2020-1025. This is episode 29 of Lucid Indifference. That's lucidindifference.com. Let me see what I have to talk about today. It is, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about some weird food stuff. I'm going to talk about, uh, trying to learn a little bit more about not just audio engineering, but actually uh, being a speaker, being a good speaker that's listenable, etc. Uh, maybe I'll talk about the weather. Uh, I, I will actually talk about almost dying. I, I kind of forgot last time. Uh, I'm probably going to pester Minion a whole bunch about a whole lot of other things. Uh, going to grill you on what you've been up to to improve this experience. Uh, I remember I talked about kind of changing my... Spoilers, I learned barely nothing. I... Yeah, I did barely anything. Of course. I mean, of course. But we'll we'll still go every go over everything point by point. And I'll... Well, you have no shame, but I'm going to pretend like there's somebody there that could feel guilt or something. Responsibility, accountability. <laughs> These things aren't you. That's, that's part of, you know, that is why you are where you are. You're exactly where you want to be in life. You're accomplishing everything you set out to. <laughs> Except you don't, so you don't. So... Uh, and, and the administrivia, oh man, I'm doing so much stuff, learning about how to do a podcast a little bit better from my side of stuff. Who knows what Minion's been up to, right? Okay, so let's get right into it. Uh, how many people think that cilantro tastes like soap? This is kind of an ongoing thing. It's the joke Wasn't about... This something I asked you about two, two shows ago? Oh, right, we didn't do the other one. Well, I, I get, yeah, yeah, you missed the show before last, but that's fine. I think somewhere around there, you offered me some stuff that had cilantro in it, and you're like, I don't know, do you like cilantro? I just want to get rid of it. Yeah. Well, exactly. And it was not cheap stuff. It was quite, it was like a $15 pa frozen pack of wontons or something like this. Yeah. Yeah. A bag of wontons, all you have to do is just heated up by some means yes so it was like pre-cooked and then frozen kind of stuff I, I fried some and i tried them and they're not bad and i'm not sure if that's because they're bad and i have poor taste because i'm sure if if it was really well done what what meat was in it because it, it was chicken. chicken yeah wait you did see the bag no i looked at it but i can't remember maybe i blocked it out of my now, it's not part of my regular diet, so I just went, eh, and fried some <laughs> and there. tried it. Okay. And I'm guessing that my taste is bad or it's bad because there is cilantro in it. And I know I don't like cilantro, but I tried it anyway to, I want to double check. It's been years and years. And I went through all my childhood, never having heard of cilantro and like 10 years of adulthood still. And I think I heard of cilantro somewhere in my late twenties. <laughs> and I tried it cause I heard about all this. Uh, my, my first having heard of it was being told that I may find it, that it tastes like Irish spring, like how Irish spring, the soap smells and it smells bad. That's, that's kind of a bit far fetched. 
well, and this is the thing. So I, I tried it and I definitely didn't like it. And it was, it was right there. It was right around that taste. And so I, I tried it and it, I had only tried it, I think once or twice since then, you know, you get a 10 year gap. I just, I flagged it as being the kind of food that I just don't like. <laughs> so it kind of got placed there and I ignored it. It wasn't part of my shopping list or anything like that. I, I was never teased by it. It's almost never advertised as existing, probably, probably because a lot of people hate it enough that if you just throw it randomly in, people are going to be like, this tastes awful. Um, but I tried it. I tried it again just to see. And uh, I th I, the cilantro taste is very weak, but it's definitely not good. Like, I don't know why anybody would have it in any food for any reason, like on purpose. Because it does not enhance another flavor somewhere. It just adds a, I don't know, it's really, it doesn't, like a lot of other things will subtly change the flavor of everything else. Cilantro just doesn't go away. It's, it, there's always the cilantro taste. It's just too sharp, I suppose. It's like using the wrong cheese. So that was, that. I mean, thanks, Minion, I guess. Do you want me to keep picking away at that until it's done? I already it, finished the bag. <laughs> there you go. And you'll never buy it again. It was. I probably will learn the mistake of getting it again at some point. At some point. Well, if, if I'm ever around while you're shopping, I'll probably remind you. Uh, I mean, I, I have lived on more or less a fixed diet for a very long time. Is that a motorcycle? I don't know well enough. Yes. Hmm? Yep. Yeah. I don't know well enough to, uh, I can grab a sample of that and I can kind of noise removal, but the speaking becomes very hollow. Very strange. And I'll talk more about the audio engineering experience later on. And th I mean, I'm hoping that at least recreational motorcycling is going to go away because it's, it's coming up on fireplace season. I'm wearing a sweater inside, right? I've got the slippers on because, uh, right? So cold will settle or rather heat will rise depending on what your perspective is. And that layer of cold will just eat your feet. It'll, it'll numb my ankles. So I don't, I don't have the best circulation and I really like wearing, uh, like socks for diabetics. And the problem with socks for diabetics is, so they need it to be loose because uh, constrained blood, full, blood flow is, is dangerous. It's actually not uncomfortable. It's, it's dangerous for the feet. And so they have looser socks. And then they have the problem. Well, if you got looser socks, then they're going to fall down. <laughs> and so I, I kind of, I got really lucky because I did a lot of research and did a lot of reading of all the, all the reviews from actual for realsies diabetics who therefore have experience, possibly a lifetime of experience with socks. So they'll comment on some Amazon product page and stuff like that. And it's, it's, so it's, it's a bit of a weird education that I decided to go and pursue because I needed new socks, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I'll get comfortable socks. I mean, I will frequently follow my own advice. It might take me a little while, but I do it. And so I, I was getting comfortable socks and the socks I found they're they're particularly comfortable. Like I like them a lot, except I pace around my house with slippers on these days, except I like taking them off because they're a little bit loud on like a kitchen floor, which I like pacing around in. 
because it's very big and bright and this kind of stuff. And the socks will ride down because they're not, they're pretty loose. They're pretty loose. So, uh, they, I bought those socks as a replacement. I, I don't mess around with socks because I'm sick and tired of, I got, there was a moment in my life when I had all co- different kinds of socks because you would buy like one set of athletic socks in a pack of three and then another pack and they wouldn't match. And then you have to go through the pile or you'd have to, like I started folding them up in pairs and stuff like that, but it's a pain. So I, at some point in the past, I decided I would just, uh, buy a whole lot, <laughs> like a whole lot. And I'm really, I'm really glad I have these ones. The, the previous socks I had bought where I threw away all my other stuff cause they were too tight. I bought them from Walmart and I keep saying to myself, you, you buy Walmart, you get Walmart costs and Walmart quality. And these socks, they weren't just bad. I mean, they were okay as socks. Uh, they, they were, they fit pretty well. Also, I'm like one of those in between sock sizes where it's like the high end where I have to get the, the like nine to 12 size and it's just a little snug kind of thing. So it's, uh, it's not as comfortable as I want it to be. And that's not the problem. These socks, when I walk through my house on, cause we're carpeted like most houses, we're carpeted everywhere. And the, the thing about uh, socks for diabetics is because they have to be loose, they're not really fine, tight knit. And they, so they're a little bit looser and they tend to not last as long because of the materials they're made from because they're not made like slippers, right? They're one type of material that's all the way around the foot. And maybe it gets sewn into another type of material for the the kind of ankle shin area. And so that, that, that soft bottom area is soft all the way around. And these Walmart socks shed. And they shed these little black balls of, well, cotton, all over the house. And it's not the kind of stuff that you can just pass a vacuum over and get. So at some point I'm like, okay, this is, I thought, okay, look, I'm, I'm going to launder them extra and just get all this fuzz off of them. Cause this kind of thing happens. And I'm like, no, okay, nope. <laughs> okay. Take all of my socks, turn them inside out and try that and turn them right side and just and it didn't, didn't matter for months and months and months of regular wearing and washing, nothing changed. It was, it was mystical. <laughs> it was, I don't know how that's even possible, but I ended up having to like, cause it started getting walked into the, like pushed by foot into the, into the inside of the stairs kind of thing. And I ended up taking a toothbrush to the corners of everything everywhere to, to get it all out and vacuuming everything and steam carpet cleaning everything and all this mess. It was, uh, it was way too much work. So I was quite happy to replace them all. Got some nice socks, really comfortable, really happy with them. I'm like making sure I can buy, cause they're not cheap. They're, they're like, uh, they gotta be a good $15 for a pack of three, which is actually fairly expensive. Um, for that, you'll get packs of six or something like that for athletic. And so I, I, I'm making sure that I buy as much as I can so that I don't have like six pairs 
and then they stop stocking it. <laughs> Something happens. Uh, I want to get like more pairs that I know what to deal with so that I can have a, a rotating set and some spares left over. So if I'm like doing something fancy and my socks are a little bit worn down, I can pull out, right? I can pull out something that's brand new. Oh man, that reminds me. You ever bought a pair of socks and it's got that little, like, I guess I can ask you, Minnie, have you ever bought a pair of socks that uh, they've got that plastic like pin going all the way through it that ties off on both ends. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's kind of like a, no. like a, it's, it's almost like a plastic staple. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a one, one thread of plastic that pierces all the socks that binds them all together with a little tab at either end. And you might get a couple of them through the socks just to hold them together. You don't know what I'm talking about? At camp, uh, there was sock tags, but... No, no. I, uh, I... Then, no. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, you just, like, steal socks from homeless people or something. I get it. No problem. So, that when they're when they're new, they're really annoying to pull apart. And it's a little plastic thing, but that's it. Yeah, that's, that's... Maybe that's what I'm talking about, and I'm not using the right words. <laughs> who knows and i uh so there's this because they're actually pretty tough so you kind of have to play with them because if you if you just tug them they'll pierce and they'll snag on some little loop of cotton somewhere and so you get this this damage that happens and if you try to cut them apart you got to be real careful or you'll or you'll cut the socks and and that that's also plagued me I don't, it's like, uh, some products are being sold as easy open packages because the like super sealed packages, the, uh, have been so frustrating that they now have frustration free packages <laughs> as a selling point. So we're not quite at the point yet, but I, it would be nice if socks would advertise that they're kind of like frustration free so you can actually pull them apart without damaging them. But, but these socks, they're, they're like that. It's just got one little thing piercing through and they're really easy to very cleanly pick out. So you have mint socks without these, I, man, I, I just hate buying something brand new and damaging it while pulling tags off. Or not even being able to pull like stickers off of some stuff. Just too much of a pain. So so <laughs> so that was cilantro. Um, um the uh, the other thing I had been experimenting with, because I'm always experimenting with my diet. I haven't quite settled on how I want to do things the right way in terms of uh you know, there there's the waking up and eating experience that I've tinkered with. There's uh, meal planning and food selection and amount and all this kind of stuff that I'm interested in. I'm interested in, I, I haven't properly pursued things from the perspective of weight loss, which I should. Maybe what I'll do is I'll make that a springtime next year thing. And I will actually pursue the filming myself vlog thing. And I don't know that that will be popular, but I'm a decent enough speaker and I can explain a lot of what we'll go through in not just procedures, but the psychology of things. 
at any rate, at any rate. Um, it, I've, I've had it on my radar for a while, and I actually bought some. I, I did it wrong, but I learned. It, it wasn't expensive. So there's this notion that you can uh, drink a shot of apple cider vinegar. Now, you drink it first thing in the morning, and people are saying, well, it invigorates you. It really wakes you up, and, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I remember I was, I was talking to you about this minion just very briefly, and you're like, well, of course it's going to wake you up. You're drinking vinegar. Oh, man, I tried it just once, just once. And uh, I tried it as a straight shot. I'm a manly man. <laughs> I can drink tequila. And it was uh, it was a really weird, revolting, it was a, it was a total body experience drinking this stuff. And it really did do something that is kind of like, I can see why people are describing it as, as an alertness. It, there is something very attention grabbing about it. And maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's, it's polar bear diving, you know, cut a hole in the ice and jump in. Uh, I know it's not just a Canadian thing. <laughs> And that, that wakes you up because your body just freaks out. Maybe the vinegar thing is exactly like that. And I, I, I tried it a second time because that was just a harsh experience. I could do it. I mean, I could do it. And the other advice I was given was you, you put it in a glass of water. You, you dilute it, essentially. But you also put honey in and you do this and you do that. And, and so I tried that. I didn't measure it. I was just pulling it out of memory. Maybe I'll do it again and I will measure it. And, and that same kind of idea. And, but it was, it was hell because it took so long to drink. <laughs> and the thing about vinegar is, uh, if you were to bathe your teeth in vinegar regularly, it will eat your enamel. So it's going to eat away your bone essentially. And uh, that's not necessarily something that can be fought effectively with a really good mouthwash or something like that, because there are mouthwashes that will help with not just with enamel strength, but with uh, oh, what, what's what's the stuff? There's a Listerine brand. Uh, it's the purple pink kind. It actually it, it helps remove plaque. It doesn't help resist. It helps remove it. And some of these toothpastes and and such we'll talk about like remineralizing but that's really not gonna keep up with what you the damage you do by drinking by drinking vinegar so the recommendation is well you put it in a glass like this and you fiddle with it until the taste is more acceptable well may, maybe i can actually figure that out and but you use a straw so that it's passing your teeth it's not touching your teeth or at least not anywhere near as, as much and so i i have a rather thick straw that i can use and i guess there's some technique but i and i do want to pursue that and i want to pursue that for the weirdest reason because there is some discussion about and i have to learn more about this topic so there's there's it's there's a fashion out there that talks about the your internal biome so your the bacteria in you and there's more that's happening in there so there isn't just 
this alien bacteria that's in you that does stuff, you kind of have a, uh, there's a coordination that happens there. Like if I per, if, and this is exactly why, um, mouthwash, there's, there used to be at least just alcohol based mouthwash and drunks would just drink that straight. So we're talking like 1950s or whatever the heck way back. And because it's just, it's, it's like drinking, um, grain alcohol in a sense. So mouthwash was kind of like flavored grain alcohol. And so it could be drunk straight. And what would happen to a person is you, you drink that stuff straight and it would actually sterilize a whole, a whole pile of your insides because people would just drink and drink that. And, uh, and it, and it's kind of, I don't, it's not the same type of alcohol as, um, as like what we would call like liquor, like drinking alcohol. So it, it does more stuff. I can't quite remember that correctly. So I'm not sure if I'm wrong. So there was something called denaturing that's done to prevent people from, because it's, it's absolutely revolting and it's meant to trigger you throwing up to, to make sure that a person doesn't drink it and play pretend like it's alcohol, they will drink it and then throw up. Anyway, bad things happen when you get rid of the stuff inside you. And so people are, are thinking about that and there's like probiotic yogurt and stuff like that. And there's the notion of, of, of planning your food in order to uh, to nurture something that's healthy in you. So this is a very different perspective from talking about calories or even like I've talked about protein and carbohydrates and stuff like this. This is a very different perspective that says that uh, you would want to eat certain dairy that is this and this in order to do certain things inside you. And, and somewhere near that, like a cousin to those perspectives is uh, vinegar. And the idea is that drinking vinegar uh, does something to the acidity of your, of that environment. And that, that, in, that terraforming inside you will actually uh, help provide a more habitable space for the kinds of bacteria that you want and less for the kinds that you don't want. Now, I'm not sure if that second part is really true or not, but yes, being more acidic or more basic does stuff. And if, so for a person who's got, <laughs> so for programmers who, who, who work 18 hour days and have bleeding ulcers, <laughs> The recommendation is, I mean, you, you drink the Pepto-Bismol, you know, the, the pink goo, and you, there are the, like the jokes about people drinking them straight out of the bottle. There are people that live uh, rather hellish lives, and the stress actually gives them kind of like boils on the inside of their stomach, and they have stomach acid issues, and, and it's really, really bad stuff, right? So that's, that's a joke slash a reality. And the idea is that drinking vinegar, uh, and I don't know why apple cider vinegar is spoken about, but I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more because make like white vinegar is the same stuff, right? Uh, I guess I'll learn more about that.
you know, that changes the, the balance, the acidity balance in the stomach. And that is said to, well, people are saying that it just cures, not cures the ulcer, but if you've got heartburn or something like that, then that will, that will make it go away. And it's one of these, there's a problem to be solved. Therefore, there will be people who, there will be businesses that want to take advantage of that because it's a market and there will be suckers. The suckers are created by, the suckers will be created by the market and rumors and stuff like that. And, and there'll be misunderstandings. And it's hard for me to know how to navigate through all that stuff. So there's a I mean, the last thing I want to do is just drop everything and decide that that this is the solution for me, right? This is how you would wake up in the morning and this is how you would start your day and 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 be following bad advice and actually be doing something different or something that might be bad. I mean, I'm young enough that um, I would bounce back from some of my bad habits, but the problem is if I were to maintain those bad, those, what would be bad habits, I might be able to, my body would tough it out now, right? I may not even notice that I'm doing bad things, but later in life, if I maintain what I think is a good habit throughout and into my senior years, later on that my body will no longer be able to tough it out, at least nearly not as much. And so what I think is a good habit, I will be pursuing way later in life, and I may actually shorten it, right? If I were a senior already, and I were to practice this, I would immediately get feedback. I would immediately know that this was bad for me because my body couldn't tolerate it. So I want to be careful now because I'm all, my, my body is in decent enough shape that uh, maybe I wouldn't notice that I'm doing the wrong thing. So I, I have to listen a little bit more, read a little bit more. Now, I wanted to talk a bit more about your biome, your bacteria inside you, and why apple cider vinegar is recommended instead of uh, regular vinegar. And I had actually, I don't know, I must have bumped into this research a long time ago. So what I did is, uh, uh, okay, I wanted to know if you could make vinegar. And you can make your own vinegar. You just need a, a cool, dark place somewhere. And you, you, per, you and it's just water. It's water that you make uh, with the correct... It's not acidity. It's, it's, it's base. And, but what you have in there is a life form. And that life form magic. And it produces the... And it, and it changes the, the pH balance of the water. So you get vinegar out of it. You get vinegar of some unknown pH, but there's really trivial ways of doing testing for pH. Maybe as a kid, as a high school student, you got to fiddle around with like a little lip, litmus test. And so you might be familiar with the idea of, of acid, basic, pH balance, this kind of stuff. And if you're into gardening, that's also something to understand. So there's... That's, that's a life skill. It's a life skill, but nobody's had that link properly uh, taught to them from high school chemistry out into gardening, of all things. Anyway, so apple cider vinegar, the reason that is so popular is because you can purchase 
Um, I mean, people go on about stuff like, uh, like even milk that isn't homogenized, which is not a particularly good idea. I mean, if it's good quality, it's safe, but the entire purpose of, of homogenization is heating it and then letting it cool back down, heating it to kill off bacteria that's there because the, there can be bad stuff in there. And milk is, you know, it's like if you store your pork wrong, that can go real bad. Uh, people know about salmonella and chicken and believe it or not, you can get, uh, what, what is it? Well, I can't remember the name of this stuff. Botulism. Botulism can exist in expired flour, right? So, and there's stuff like that. And I recently threw out a whole bunch of, of flour that was really old and had to actually treat it carefully. Anyway, anyway. So the reason people get, um, they insist on apple cider, uh, on apple cider vinegar is because you can get that stuff that is untreated. It is, it is raw and it hasn't been filtered or homogenized. So you can actually get it with the mother. That's what they call that life that's in it. So it's actually this, it, it's not like the worm at the, at the bottom of a bottle of tequila, right? It's cause it's an actual living thing. I think it's the entire living thing. Uh, I don't know if it's still alive or not. I don't know, but they swear by shaking that up and drinking that because that is that that uh, substance in it is more magic and it is good in you. <laughs> I don't understand. So again, I it's not that that grosses me out or anything like that. That's fine. I just don't have. I've never actually known what vinegar is good for in a kitchen other than cleaning. That's kind of how I bumped into a lot of this stuff, how to do like natural cleaning. And, and so, uh, you know, maybe I'll, th I'll throw away the, the bottle, the tiny little bottle of normal apple cider vinegar, or maybe I'll just like mix it in or something. But I ordered some of this, you know, in a nice glass bottle, apple cider vinegar. And, and I, I'm going to have it there to taunt me. I might try it once to see what it's like, but I need to learn more to see if I would be harming myself, right? Because uh, I'm still interested in, I'm not just interested in losing weight, right? I'm interested in, in alertness and mood and sleep and all, all the other stuff and diet or just these little tricks, <laughs> the diet hacks or whatever the heck, that's something that's, that's important and also um, it's potentially disastrous if it's done wrong. It's like somebody who becomes a fruitarian where all you do is eat fruit. Like you're, you're going to die. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> that's, that's, that's not like, it should be really obvious that that's not right because there has never been a point in time for mammals where there's always been your pick of fruit. So we've obviously evolved mechanisms to not just eat other stuff, but, uh, but require other stuff. And you can have your arguments as to whether or not we should have the, the paleolithic diet or whether or not, etc. And there's, there, 
there's a really great set of discussions to be had there, especially when you're actually talking to a, a for real scientist, like not a quote unquote, not a dietitian, right? Cause that you can even be registered as a dietitian and not know anything about some of these subtleties. Cause it's not like it's researched and taught anywhere. Like you think, you think big pharma is going to fund research into apple cider vinegar as a way of doing this no 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 they 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 have other things that are more profitable because if they if if it got out that just doing x or y was the best thing and that that cost five bucks versus their magical cure their program their whatever they're a lot of this stuff is not going to be researched. It's like, there's no profit in doing that research down there. Let's not do that. So you get quackery, you get the mysticism, you get the people that are actually, uh, they think they're helping other people, but they're not. Uh, you get things that brush up against religious practices. Like, for example, if you want to learn to be a vegetarian, yeah, learn from Buddhists where they actually do that, where they have actually done that for the entirety of the lifespan of humans who are Buddhists for generations. And not, you, if you want to be a vegetarian, you learn from Hindus, right? So as part of their practices, and they don't even have to be practicing Hindus. They just have to be vegetarians in a culture that has from birth to death, vegetarians, that's where you, you don't go to a YouTube video. That's, that's part of the problem is a lot of that is, uh, that is how we think when we're learning stuff now. So me reading reviews on Amazon, it's not quite the right thing to do, but boy, do you learn some interesting, weird stuff. And again, if you don't have the language to learn about some topic, you got to start somewhere. You got to start with what you know, and maybe ask around ask your friends or something like that. Uh, and okay. On, on to something else. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned this last time. So I, I've had this long history of, uh, of wondering if carbohydrates was bad because I couldn't nail it down. Now I think it's gluten and I'm arranging, um, I want to arrange uh, an allergy test for gluten specifically because now I have reasonable evidence and that would at least tell me, right? It would help explain some stuff, but I was wondering if it was just carbs. And uh, I have had a, as I was a natural eater for a long time, like no preservatives, no preservatives. And I've even done no sugar. I've done, you know, I've this, I've been a vegetarian, all this kind of stuff. And I've had, uh, and I, I was wondering if I was going mad or what's going on because, and I couldn't quite confirm because I, I had this weird, it's a phantom smell of smelling cigarette smoke. Now I'm not a smoker. I've never been a smoker. I've lived with smokers. I've lived with smokers that smoked inside right? We didn't know any better, like in the eighties. <laughs> so we had like, you know, we'd have a, people smoking inside the coffee shop and all this kind of stuff, right? 
So I know what it smells like, even though it's been some time. And, but it was just happen. And I would walk around my house, like sniff, sniff, like, and the thing is, I ended up catching, um, somebody that was renting with us. I ended up catching that person smoking in their room and I ended up catching them smoking in their room with their window open. And that smoke was traveling outside and around my house and into my window. <laughs> so I was smelling it. And then later they're like, they, they started smoking in their room and it would pass into the air intake and through the ventilation in the house for air conditioning and heating. Right. And it would get passed around the house. So it just kind of like pop up in mysterious places. <laughs> and that didn't help because that was real, but they, you know, kicked them out and, uh, and it came back and I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. It was, it was because at, I would try to confirm with, with other people and they'd be like, yeah, I thought I smelled it. And we would narrow it down to this one place in our house. We're like, why does this space smell like it, but not like not a meter this way, <laughs> just take a few paces over and it doesn't smell like that anymore. But there it's like, there's some ghost, some smoker died right there. And it's just haunting that tiny little space and you just pass through and you smell smoke. And so I'm going mental, right? I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Have I been doing something? Cause if you go and you look up phantom smells, smelling smoke is one of the things that people will talk about. And there's an actual medical thing about that. Right. And it can be, it can be something wrong with your brain. It could be something wrong. So that's actual changes in the brain. So that's the physical brain. It could be the mind. So like, I literally could have been smelling it because of some psychological thing, right? Some trauma that was coming back or some something like stress or lack of sleep or something like this. And my, and I was going mad. Uh, there could also be nerve damage in the nose and well, and your sense of smell gets, gets a little bit damaged and the experience of smell uh, of your sense of smell gets a little messed up and you, your mind, maybe your brain maps it over to something that's familiar enough and you fill in the blanks and make it smell like a cigarette smoke. Now, and that's a really worrying one. Cause, cause there's this other one that's right in your, right in the same kind of vein, which is you could have a bacterial infection, like mold kind of thing, something like this. Ah, that's it. Fungus. You could have a fungus problem in your, I don't know if it was sinuses or what. And that, that stuff, that's really bad. Like that's, that's a next door neighbor to life threateningly bad, right? It's like a, if you get an ear infection, if you get an ear infection and it's bad, the thing that causes the ear infection might actually find its way past your ear canal, like right the way in. And it's next door to your brain and people have actually died from an ear infection of all things. So I learn about all this stuff. I'm like, oh man, like, I don't, cause I don't know what's going on. How do I even talk to a doctor about this stuff? So I actually talked to a couple of doctors 
and they're like, like I I talk to a mind doctor, right? And he's like, well, are you hearing anything? I'm like, no, this is a smell thing. He's like, well, don't look at me, shrug. Okay, off to a general practitioner. She's like, well, are you and <laughs> shrug? And I'm like, oh, but it but it's totally real. And I would be, you know. I don't know if it's a sigh of relief, but to have been told that I'm just going crazy and that I'm smelling funny stuff or just to be told like, look, you're, you're way too stressed and this kind of, and you're just cracking under the pressure. Like maybe, maybe I just can't tell, right? Like you can't tell if you're going senile, that's hope, right? And maybe that's what, what's happening to me. And I'm just going all over the place. And it's kind of a problem when you know too many professionals and you can just like, go and talk to them just be like hey it'd be like having a doctor as a spouse (laughs) you can bring up everything now and now suddenly all the little things become medical problems when it's just like you know it's when it's nothing anyway anyway okay i know that was a lot but i think i figured it out because i smelt it again uh fairly recently a couple weeks ago and maybe maybe more than a couple of weeks ago now. And I had made a, a willful change in my diet at that point. I'm like, okay, I decided that maybe I was gluten sensitive. And then I un- tried to understand that. And like, I remember a previous show where I was talking about how hilarious it was to have gluten-free oats. And, and so I went back to my oats and I started eating oatmeal again because I, I was thinking, well, I can't tell if it's carbs or if it's gluten that was changing my mood. So I went, okay, well, I'm going to reintroduce eating oatmeal for breakfast. And then the cigarette smell came back. Now, and because I had no other significant changes at that time, there's never been a smoker around like in the last long while. I haven't even, uh, you know, you sit with somebody on the bus who's a smoker, you can tell. It's nothing like that that is just kind of lingering around even psychologically. And, and I'm like, okay, I, was, I, I nailed it. I knew it was something about that. Like, okay. Now, what's different about me eating that oatmeal? Well, what changes have I made? What is different from like, because I had eaten oatmeal for breakfast for a very long time when I was a little younger. When I, I was still an adult, right? A young adult and eating oatmeal. But what's different is uh, I used to, uh, you know, you'd have like raisin and maybe some cinnamon and brown sugar. And and so I had, it was just brown sugar and I had chopped, pre-chopped dates. And that, that was it. There was something about microwaving. It might be the brown sugar because there's, it's, there is a smell. If you caramelize brown sugar, there's something of a, a musky kind of smell. So it could be that. And the, that particular brand of dates was new to me. I I used to use a different kind of dates and just kind of chop them up a little bit more or just kind of have them in there and fish them out with a spoon and eat them (laughs) kind of thing. Um, It's kind of like having a bowl of fruit plus some oatmeal on the side. And so something in there, something in there is what was making my was messing with my sense of smell. So it was actually somewhere in taste, because smell and taste are basically the same thing. Basic, I, 
I would have to learn more to understand why I'm wrong, but they're, you know, real close. And so it was something about the, the bad breath of that oatmeal that was messing with my sense of smell. It went away. It went away right away. So I might, ex- might experiment it with it one more time because I still have all the ingredients. I just, I use them in different arrangements. I don't have to make breakfast oatmeal with it because I make date squares so I can still use the dates that way. And no, I've actually eaten the date squares and they've never had me do that. I'll, I'll have to pay extra close attention to that because that uses brown sugar and oats and dates and, and flour, right? So, But they've never... And I've eaten them as a meal before. They're really good. Um, I I do want to do a cooking show. I've talked to Minion about this. I do want to do a cooking show where I explain date squares. And it'd be like a two-hour episode of me just talking about absolutely every single nuance that I've learned over the the years and over refining this recipe. Because uh, I think it would be really interesting. I want to do a lot of stuff like that. So I'm sick of short-form things. It's really nice. It's really nice to have something short form, but at some point, you know so little about a topic that it's nice just to have your hand held and have the dumb little things explained because other people assume that you already have the basics down. Other people will will just gloss over things. They might throw a term in then for, and forget that some of their audience has no idea what they're talking about. Maybe you can follow along because you're bright enough. Maybe you can pause and you can look stuff up, but it would be so, it's always so wonderful if you've got somebody that's pleasant enough and, uh, that that's listenable and they, they just, they're amateur, a little bit amateur at least. And then they go over everything calmly and nicely. I love hearing that myself. And I think there's quite a lot of longer form, let's say for YouTube that, it's, it's longer and more pleasant, more personal. It takes longer, but if you're really interested in a particular topic, and this is, this is my argument for a lot of stuff. So if you're interested in a topic, you've got two avenues to pursue. Okay. You've got one where you're taking these tiny little compared to other stuff. So these little bites of knowledge. So you're, you want to understand something So you clickety-clack and ask the Oracle of Google and check through a couple of links. You'll you'll skim and not really read through a forum post. You'll get recommendations to go and check out certain products. You'll go and you'll read the reviews. You'll go and you'll search on YouTube. You'll find somebody's unboxing or somebody's comparison video. Maybe you read through some comments and you'll cycle through all these things. And you might spend like at most, maybe you'll spend 10, 15 minutes because you have these medium length review videos or what, what have you, these tutorials and they're, they're concise, they're good. And you could like, if you wanted to know how to knock down a wall and put up some new drywall, you'll get a good video. That's nice, nice and short like that. And that's what a lot of people do to learn about a topic. Okay. But the, that, but that takes a long time. Like all of that effort took a long, long time to connect all the dots and then spend the 10, 15 minutes per dot doing all those tiny little steps, just wandering around 
completely kind of half lost, more or less on topic. It's really fun and I love doing that, but it's not as effective as you find some video that's two hours long that that is on point on what you want to do and it and it holds your hand and goes through absolutely every single thing. You could have done all that, but you doing all that is probably scattered across a huge number of different topics and different people with different personalities and different kinds of videos. And, and if you just find that one pleasant enough person who's comfortable, like you want the Mr. Rogers equivalent, the, the, the equivalent who will sit with you and explain that renovation thing that you want to work on or explain that recipe that we want to work on who's you you want to be in that place and kind of you know sit at their feet and just listen to the story of what they're doing i think that that longer form way of presenting things is it connects with people more and i think that well these days people have a little bit more time or they're starting to realize that they can spend that time, they're getting burnt out of all of that entertainment. And now they're moving towards the things that are more comfortable and meaningful in life. And they're in, uh, in kind of, they're thinking more long-term, more long-term. So we're coming up on a break and we're going to take 10 minutes and we're going to be right back. I'll see you soon. And we're back. Is he not here? Oh God, what do I do? <laughs> uh, I've, that was a physical, it was my turn to have the physical mute button on. I'm very sorry about that. He laughed and then he just disappeared again. Uh, I am still here. Hello, hello. I can hear me. Hello, hello. Can you not hear me? He's gone crazy. Run! I'm talking. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, so why were you acting all weird? <laughs> because it was funny. Okay, uh, you're not good at that. Well, we'll have to practice. I guess that was practice. Nice. Okay, so uh, what was I saying? Hello, lurkers and bots. This is uh, segment two of Lucid Indifference. It's 2020-1025 episode. We don't know if we, we can't call them episodes. So show 29. Um, let's see what I have to talk about for this one. I'm going to talk more or less about my personal space here and segment three will be more about administrative. Yeah, but let's see where we go. Um, we've got a house, uh, we, we did not build this house. And so there was a previous owner and because there's a previous owner in this house, uh, there are always these little nuances that kind of get left around like, uh, we didn't know where any of the uh, the piping for the sprinklers in the front yard really were. So that was kind of a, a wacky adventure. Uh, having one, having a rosebush planted on top of pipes. Uh, so we almost, you know, nicked one trying to pull up a rosebush. Uh, not quite knowing where the lines were because there's an outlet like in the middle of the yard for some reason. And none of that's on any schematic anywhere. So there's legacy stuff like that. And the other day uh, we found the legacy stuff. I mean, we knew it was there all along, but 
So we've got the main breakers. That's the, the, the fuse, the switches for all of the, the electricity in the house. So all the, all the outlets and all the lights and all that kind of stuff. And they're supposed to be labeled. There's even little bits of paper next to every single switch. And that's, that lets you turn, that lets you be very selective about, about turning off something in, in order to do maintenance. So if you wanted to change um, a light fixture, not a light bulb, the entire fixture, or if you needed to do something around an outlet or something, and you want to turn the power off very directly, you can do that. It was kind of, uh, the labels were used. If we can tell there's pen there, but we can't actually read the handwriting. And, and the thing about trying to figure out where all this stuff is, like what connects to what, is lives are on the line. <laughs> lives are on the line, and when you can't read things very well, yeah, we just don't trust anything. So we'll walk through the house and have play telephone, literally get on our phones. Now that we have these mobile phones and like flip a switch, like what did that do? <laughs> Was that what we wanted? Okay. What does this one do? And, uh, the, the thing is I, I wasn't here for it. So it's like they were searching for one particular switch for one particular place and they didn't take the opportunity to label anything as they were going through and this has happened more than once where where now okay now we have one thing that's labeled in somebody else's bad handwriting and now it's another so what needs to happen is we need to have a schematic of the house with with like i'll i will take like a little marker and and mark every single outlet and every single light switch something has to happen like take the plate off of a light switch and in in permanent ink right on the inside of the plate exactly what uh what fuse this is etc and and anyway so what we were doing is we were replacing the the uh, there's, a, there's a switch associated with a fan in, in the bathroom and what I wanted to do is I want to replace it with a combination. Like you just press one button, everything goes on. And when you're done, you press the button and the light turns off, but the fan doesn't turn off for a little while. I wanted that, but that's rather, that's wacky slash expensive. And I just bumped into like a timer thing where you whack a button. It's like you, you have a fan for five minutes, whether you're in there or not, it'll turn off. And so what? It's a fan, right? You just go there's an on off and there's a bunch of different buttons and whatever um that was a rather strange nightmare it didn't end up working but that reminded me that i wanted something exactly like that but for a fireplace i'm actually in that room right now so it's this room will get cold this coming up this winter and it's going to get cold not I mean, it ha it's pretty good. Like this house isn't awful, but uh, there's enough of a draft coming in from the front door out through this, out into this room. And the windows, windows are never good enough, but this window, it's okay, but it's only okay. It gets cold. And so there's a fireplace in here. There's a fireplace in here. Um, I don't think the house came with it, but it's, it's great. It's very nice. It's been here for a long time. It suits the room. Now, the problem is, the problem is this fireplace must have been, they must have, 
maybe, maybe there wasn't anything smaller because this thing, if it's turned on minimum, will cook the room. Now, it won't do it right away, and that's the annoyance. Like, um, heat rises, and so it will create, it will light natural gas on fire, and the heat will roll up out of it, and it will roll into the ceiling first. So, so my feet are cold, and then my head gets warm first, and the heat will, will like, start absorbing into the ceiling and into the walls up there, and it takes a while for the heat to kind of trickle down. And uh, there's this balance. It's like the it's like boiling a pot of of rice or noodles or something. Like there's this tipping point where now it's all over the stove. <laughs> there's this tipping point with the fireplace where okay now it's too hot, and it it really sneaks up. And if I I don't like the idea of stepping out of the room with a with the fireplace on. I really don't. And, but there's this moment where I might be sitting here, I might be at like my workstation or my desk, or I might be writing or narrating or something. And I'm, I'm concentrating way too much. And then just suddenly it's too hot and it's, it's too hot. And I've got to like take off my sweater and it's just this distraction. And, and it's, it plagued me last year and the year before, and it's just awful. And so I've, I've had on my radar getting some sort of timer or getting a remote control because that's actually, that's a thing, right? <laughs> All this magical new technology, man. You have to remember that I'm, I'm real old. All this stuff is very strange. And, and I, I never actually thought of that when we were fiddling with that, like when a new, when the bathroom fan when there was an attempt to replace that switch. So now I'm like, okay, well, I really do need to get that because I think, I think that is going to be important to me because there has to be this, I don't know, I'm going to get a fan and I'm going to put it next to that fireplace and just blow the air around and try to get some of the air from the floor lifted up and mixed with the air up in the upper part of the room and try to get that cycling a little bit more to get the, to make it from hot at the top to cold at the bottom to somewhere like it'll be cold at the bottom. Let's be realistic, but it'll be warm in the middle without this weird zone of discomfort. That's where I sit. Uh, maybe I need to get like, maybe I need to crop, be sitting cross-legged in my chair or something like that and pull my feet up off the floor so they're comfortable. I mean, I'm crossing my legs right now. One foot is nice. The other foot is kind of, kind of cold. Okay. Like too much on that topic. Um, the, uh, I, uh, before I forget, so I want to talk about the mask experience. Minion, do you remember if I've actually talked about the mask thing at any length at all? No, no, I haven't. Okay. I've been meaning to. So, uh, so in Canada, so Canada's doing fine, but we do wear masks. Uh, we don't particularly care. And we've got the old Walmart people who use it as a chin strap and this kind of stuff. Uh, but there are places that, I mean, okay, free market, I don't care. But there are places that will require it. Like big chain grocery stores have more concerns and they do this kind of stuff. I'm fine. I don't care with it. Like, I have my own personal and philosophical and social, cultural, political commentaries that I could make. Like, 
a lot of well-reasoned stuff. It's just this is not the, the place for it. And I don't it's the the conversation is already out there, so I'm not too I'm not particularly concerned about my voice being part of the greater conversation. So I got no problems with, with myself wearing a mask. That's fine. So I but uh Minion had pointed out like, well, you're wearing a, a weird mask. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I didn't want the ear ones so that I could I could have the strap all the way around the back of my head and one around my neck. And I, I was thinking maybe it would be more comfortable. And, you know, I, I had been realizing even around that time that maybe it wasn't a good idea because it is very awkward to take, to take off, uh, to put back on again. It, I do have straps that go above my ears. It's better because my ears are, are more comfortable, right? Because they don't have loops around them. So if you wear glasses and if you wear like, uh, like I had ear over the ear hooked Bluetooth earbuds. And so that's why I got this kind of mask. I'm like, well, I don't want to have like all these loops around my ears kind of thing. And maybe it would be uncomfortable for that. And so I had this stuff. And my first impression was, oh dear, because it was lace. The, the little bands were elastic lace. Like, oh, well, that's, uh, I'm a manly man. I can't be wearing lace around my head. That's just uh, not appropriate. And I still maintain that. I still maintain that. But uh, I, I wore it because it was all I had. The other stuff was just, you know, that the blue disposable paper masks with the terrible loops. I mean, they're fine until they snap off of your face, right? I hope you're carrying a spare, right? But they're disposable, so it's wasteful and all this kind of stuff. Like, uh, and... And so I, I decided to buy a new mask. I'm like, okay, but I wanted to go exploring and find a mask that speaks to my personality and all this kind of stuff. It's not like life is a fashion show, but I wanted something that was like, I, I now had enough experience with the previous mask and that research to understand masks and to go and find something that was a little bit nicer, even if it cost a little bit more, et cetera, et cetera. So. I already had other concerns, like I was buying Canadian as a start, which is easy enough. I went to Etsy and I, I was getting stuff made by, a, usually it's a small business, right? Small-ish, but if it got a thousand orders or something like that, like there, that's really significant for like a two-person operation. Now, I went and I went and I found uh, something. It was Canadian, but it was a kind of a big operation. It was a nice printed mask. I thought, okay, well, I'll make my statement by having a gigantic uh, maple leaf. So the Canadian flag is has a red maple leaf on a white background with two red stripes on either side uh, because reasons. I don't know. And so I that was the pattern that was across this mask. It, it was more subtle. It wasn't the flag, but it was a gigantic maple leaf. I thought it was kind of, it's kind of neat, right? Uh, and, and so I wore that, I wore that out for the first time, but we did grocery shopping and it was one of these two and a half hour go to every place on earth ordeals to just get supplies for a long time kind of thing. And uh, somewhere around the tail end of that, uh, I had started complaining about not feeling very well. And I had been, because I had been making jokes about how 
amazing this mask was because I could breathe and it would just like puff in and out because it was such an amazing seal. I had, it was actually a riveted in uh, nose uh, strip, like the metal strip, riveted in this perfect bent, amazing. The shape was nothing like any other design out there. It was a really well-made, designed to be 3D, came all, and it, it was slightly, I still think it was slightly smaller in certain areas because it had a fairly round face. And so that makes like sunglasses a challenge to buy and all this kind of, all that kind of nonsense. And uh, it fit really well. I had been joking about how well it fit. Right. And Minion tells me, well, good. I mean, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. That's, that's perfect. That's what you want. And of course it's Minion. So it turns out he was wrong because I had been suffering slowly over the course of that amount of time until I was so fatigued that like you hear, you think ill of the people that are are saying that masks are bad and that they have trouble breathing. Oh, well, I got to experience that. And it's it's no joke. I mean, it is a joke with the masks that people are wearing these days because they're just breathing. Like if you, if you wear glasses, right? You'll experience this every winter. But if you wear glasses, you breathe in and out and it tends to pop up above your cheeks and, and fog up your glasses. And, and that's just... <laughs> And it stinks. And now people get to experience that all the time with these masks on. So there's a gigantic air gap there. Those masks, those really are just fine because they're, I mean, they're, right? But this, the mask I was wearing was amazing. It was total. It was snug, really. And I was rebreathing. And it, uh, I needed a drive home. I couldn't drive myself. Uh, I, at some point I had, I was just not in the mood to stand anymore. And so I had to just like be, be out of it, be driven around, like not go any extra shopping. Oh no, no, I'll just sit in the car. I'm fine. (laughs) And just masks is staying off. And, uh, I'm, I'm vulnerable to it, so there's still a little bit of psychological damage in there. I'm, I'm aware enough of myself and my own mind to know these things. I'm not going anywhere near that mask again. And it, it isn't just that I left a bad review. I left a, a warn, one of those warning reviews for the people that are smart enough to look at reviews before purchasing a thing. Like, some of those reviews really mean that the product is bad. They will say things. They'll, they'll tell you that frying pan isn't flat, right? They'll tell you that the thing they got, uh, had a broken nozzle or it didn't come with all the parts in the picture or, or it'll go down the list. Just go look and other people will, will one star review. Yeah. It's the same as this other person. And that other person was just a three star review. So maybe you just you, you ignored it because you were looking for all the fours and fives or the ones and twos, right? And you never notice those threes, but you, you start looking a little bit further and further and you find these, these little, not particularly helpful comments. They're not voted up on Amazon, but they'll tell you truth, truth for that person, right? And uh, so I did that. I gave that bad review. Now tomorrow, tomorrow I have an appointment to talk with my doctor and I'm going to bring this up and bringing up this particular material and fit 
and I'm kidding you not, I will see what I can do to get this stuff banned in Canada. It is that bad and that dangerous. And I, I, I understand that this, this podcast isn't the venue for this kind of stuff, but, and I'm not going to become some, uh, what's the term, some crusader for this kind of thing. Like, again, I don't care about masks. Like, that's fine. This material and this fit, whoa, boy. And I'm not an, I have poor cardio. I'll admit that. That's not a problem. But I'm not unhealthy or anything like that. I am not as healthy as I ought to be, certainly not at my age. Uh, and so, but this stuff, this stuff will lay flat somebody who's less healthy than me. And if it can do that to me, what will it do to somebody who is quote unquote tough, right? I had somebody with me. What will it do in the middle of winter if somebody runs out of breath and has to go have a sit down in the middle of the cold? What happens, right? It's a problem. It's a real big problem. So when I say I almost died, yeah, it's not exactly hyperbole, but bad things happen. Hopefully I have recovered. I don't think, so what's the extreme? Uh, that would be carbon dioxide, right? You would say carbon dioxide poisoning. I don't believe that there is any, like that would have been pretty minor. I don't think that there is any long-term consequence to that. So it's not like, I'm not worried for myself and I'm not particularly worried for other people even because you, you start feeling bad, you do what it takes to not feel bad anymore. It's pretty obvious you take off your mask if you have trouble breathing. Duh. And if it means you can't go into the next door, well, okay, your priorities are <laughs> take it off, stand outside, right? Not a problem. So like, eh, it's not, it's fine. It's not like a... Uh, asbestos in your baby powder or something like that. This is, this is something that it's not so bad. It's not so bad. So, so that's the mask. Um, before I forget, so, um, minion, minion, how is your sleep? When are you waking up at like 2 PM? <laughs> it's pretty bad, isn't it? Like, when do you even go to bed? I wanted to push past the podcast for a while, but before she X amount of hours before I figure I should get some sleep. You mean you're still up now? No, I had a nap. Yeah, that's the... When I had really bad sleep problems, this is why I bring it up. I mean, it's not... I can't say that I have expertise on the topic, but I have expertise on my topic, right, for myself. So it's not like uh, what I know necessarily applies to you. But for me, I learned... Two things. Naps are deadly for sleeping habits. Any nap at all for any reason. And uh, uh, channeling one's inner night owl will push through that. Usually what has to happen is, is okay, I'm, I'm really gluttonous and I've got eating problems. And so this is really dangerous for a lot of people who, are, who have eating problems and are overweight or are, are like... Uh, hypersensitive, like psychologically sensitive to eating and eating habits. But usually when you're tired, it just means you're hungry. I hate saying that because it's kind of wrong. But for me, it did end up working like that. But often it's because I was just bored or I was burnt out and I couldn't think of, of task B to work on before coming back to task A. 
And, and so I would be like, oh, no. I would have a nap and it would, it would actually reset me. I could bounce back up from that and I could get back into, into task A again. I could find my inspiration, et cetera. It was a really powerful, really self-reinforcing habit. But it, that was one of the things that really, really wrecked my sleep. Like, really. And the other, the other was, believe it or not, showering. Showering on a schedule. Showering on a very specific schedule based on when you get up and when you're going to go to bed. So get up and have a shower. Okay, get up and have a shower even on a Saturday. The shower always happens, always happens. Even if it's optional on that day, even if you like, you can delay it, you can get up and do stuff and then delay it, get up and having a shower. Now, the problem is because I'm a morning lark, I can't, I can't wake up at three in the morning and go have a shower. It's just, uh... So it has to be scheduled. And if I've got the combination of making sure I eat when I'm tired, making sure I have something else to do so I'm not bored, um, and making sure that I shower on a schedule, those things, those things have really, really powerfully corrected sleep for me. Like, I can still, okay, so Saturday last night, not working, not, no obligations. I could still go to sleep whenever I felt like it. Okay. And I still, I could still, this morning on Sunday, I could still wake up whenever I wanted to. Like this show doesn't happen in the, until the afternoon, right? And it doesn't last until early evening, right? Right? So it, it, like, and it, okay, on a Sunday, like, this is why we schedule stuff. So an East Coaster, that entire strip of North America, bedtime at 11 p.m. might be late, right? Because you might stay up after a show kind of thing, right? Um, so why was I drifting off on that topic? Oh my, that's my brain. Yeah, so, so making sure I've got some other topic. So I can, uh, that's it, I can, I can sleep, quote-unquote, sleep in, or I can not track my sleep when I wake up on a Saturday or when I wake up on a Sunday. But if I, if a, you know, sh- shower, eating, and stuff to do, uh, always, always fixes things. So you, Minion, you had talked about not accomplishing anything. And, uh... So podcast related stuff, and you are the reason that the podcast isn't moving forward because forward is a direction that we could go in if you chose. And your nap thing is uh, an indication of boredom and an indication of, uh, for you, I think it's, I think it's just not, uh, I, I think it's just shirking responsibilities, uh, delaying promises kind of thing. Like, you're not taking this seriously. I don't, like, okay, I, I will be realistic. I'm not normal. Like, it's not that I'm atypical. I'm just not normal. So for me, running off and pursuing stuff like, uh, like a really curious ferret being led outside, which is not a good idea, um, I would just run off and learn everything about everything. <laughs> and I won't stop ever. And I'm encouraging that. And that's, that's not, that's not how I started as a person, but it's, it's what I've learned about myself. And it's rare enough that I feel good doing it. I feel, I feel like a special person by going and acting like this, by encouraging this 
this ab this atypical this abnormal kind of pursuit being like this you okay fine you can you can be not like me i'm okay like that i'm okay with that idea um and and you should be fine with that because people like me are rare you'll probably never meet somebody like me in the rest of your life and uh just because of rarity and it's not like you rub elbows with anybody at all for any reason really okay so my recommendation is to really recognize that uh, naps are deadly are deadly for everything for what you want in life right you your dreams will never be a reality unless you stop having naps <laughs> as a start so that's your that's your absolute that's your warning that's your warning to know if something is wrong in your life is if you if if you have a nap so recognize that every time you want to crawl into bed or you want to rest it's you're bored you're hungry or you got you know or i don't know you like being in the shower so have more showers during the day you know instead of having a nap go have a shower maybe that's maybe that's your thing uh at to restate what I've said in previous shows for other people listening, Canada, the third richest, third water richest country, we don't actually think about water the way that other people do. So me encouraging somebody else to go and have a meditative uh, kind of experience in the shower multiple times a day, that's not wasteful here, not really. Uh, that's not wholly true. I might point to a different show if I could remember which show had me talk about that. Oh, maybe I can't. Oh, control F on my text file. Let me look. Uh, nope, nope. Maybe episode 11. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Oh man, it was like episode three or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> You'd have to go back to really old shows with terrible audio engineering to actually learn more about the water stuff that I had been talking about. So, so Minion, that is my advice. That is my advice is know that naps are killing your ability to accomplish things in life. Most, and I understand that it's selfish of me to be like, you need to work on the podcast, but come on, you need to work on the podcast. I may as well veer off of that. I was going to save it for segment three, but, uh, yeah, you, so you talked about working on RSS. Did you do that? Repeat that. It cut out. Did you work on the RSS software, the web stuff for getting us, turning us into a podcast? Other than the one time I touched it and you made an adjustment. Now, after the adjust, after you noticed the errors on your end, mm -hmm. I didn't touch anything on that okay so so that remains on your to-do list it is you do have a to-do list with that on it do you not i do okay so uh the next is you talked about updating twitch to kind of spruce it up to improve it a little bit have you thought about that uh, oops just didn't touch button i thought of things to to change Hasn't been implemented, but things have been thought of. Okay, so this is a good start. Um, one of the things that it's like the window shopping thing. If you're poor, 
Window shopping can be a, a morale boost, planning, budgeting. And I talked about that. I think I talked about that last uh, last show, so episode 28. So budgeting is great. Daydreaming is not useless. Uh, I've talked about this both before on this show and in my own private videos, private, in my own YouTube channel. But I've talked about the idea of percolation or sharpening the saws, how I used to call it. And percolation is something like daydreaming. You, you, you understand your values and your priorities, the things that you're interested in, interested in, not necessarily obligations. Hopefully they overlap, right? So if this show is a fun, interesting experience, which you really need to encourage, the next door neighbor to that is when you daydream, it's fun to daydream about this. It's fun to window shop without doing anything. Like you would think that the comfort of your own brain is it's useless because it's not, it's not producing anything, but what's happening is your, uh, your involving your kind of love for a hobby more in your mind. It's happening more in you. And that makes the next time you actually pursue something for realsies, that's the, all of that, uh, desire, all of that dreaming becomes like it, 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 you're reinforcing happy thoughts so that when you pursue something, that pursuit has more of your past self's dreaming driving it forward. This is a little, when you daydream, you're like building up a little wind in you so that when you act, you're blowing at your sails, so to speak. And daydreaming can be really useful if you have the habit of taking notes or if you have a good memory, right? So I have trouble with one and I non-existent with the other. So I, I try to take notes when I can. Um, I, my my memory is so fragile that they might not last for me to even make it across the room to find a pad and paper. Like I have had frailty that's so bad that I'll have a great idea and I'll be like, oh, I need to write that down. And I'll, and all I will be left with on the other end of the room is some other good idea because <laughs> my brain didn't wait and a flag that said, hey, I had this other good idea with no footnote, <laughs> with nothing else. So. So Minion, I'm not going to fault you for thinking about stuff. It's not like I'm going to say, well, at least that's a start because that that's actually advanced, believe it or not. The daydreaming stuff is advanced stuff that is useful for doing the real thing, which, but that still has to happen. Obviously that still has to happen. You can dream all you want. It doesn't actually bend reality. Uh, I don't know how edgy it is for me to talk about, uh, oh hell, uh, actually that's an appropriate word, isn't it? Okay. So, uh, if there are any Christians listening, um, I'm actually not, I'll, I'll maybe I'll put a timestamp in, look at the description to know when you can actually pick back up again. Okay. Go away. Okay. So about Satanism. <laughs> <laughs> Satanism maintains, or at least the kinds that I have been told about, maintain the idea of magic. That is the willing of physical reality changing through 
like through mental strength, through desire, through will. Um, there's, there's a very, uh, wow. The, the people that, that think these thoughts that have these ideas don't actually know where their, their ideas come from. Okay. Without being too, too edgy. What do they call it? They call it manifestation. And it's a new agey thing that says, if you think happy thoughts and they might give you techniques and stuff, and they'll have stories and examples. And as an outsider, you'll look at that and go, uh, well, that's called confirmation bias or that's called, and you would look and, and you would think that you are real, but honestly, some of the experience that they've experiences that they've had in life really are freakishly odd. And that's the thing that's, that's straight out of Satanism, <laughs> which you think certain thoughts and reality bends. And uh, why did I get on that arrangement? And it's, it's just like the daydreamy stuff. You daydream certain stuff. And when you get to it, reality bends. <laughs> That's the strangest thing. Um, I didn't experience that through Satanism because I had, uh, I had heard, it's like, like there are motivational speakers, but they're really, they're, but they're insane. They're insane. And you know that they're insane because they start talking about reality not working right. And, and then you like, oh, that's, that couldn't actually, and then maybe it happens. Something odd happens. You're like, "Mm, I know about confirmation bias, not believing any of this nonsense. And then life is a little bit weird. And from then on, you have this, you have magic in your life. No, you have karmic or fortuitous things. You have blessings. You have this kind of stuff happens and a person who is uh, kind of creative enough will start viewing the world a different way. And daydreaming, daydreaming about stuff that you want to act in the world, daydreaming about your barriers going away or what ifs, constantly doing that, life starts getting odd. So I am, I am totally on board for the idea of spending as much uh, off time as possible with the mind just kind of floating through that mystical space. Like, but what, you know, it's what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, what happens in your mind stays in your mind until things get weird. So for, that's why I talk about programming because programmers know this stuff. Uh, The version of it is percolation. So percolation is they're working on some project and it's not necessarily that they get burnt out or they get stuck or anything like that. Okay. Percolation is this thing that happens in the in-between time, which is, uh, it's not that they take a break. It's not because it's a break and it's not because they're switching to something that is different or is a cousin to, to the problem with the practice that they're working on. They, they're, they're just what, for whatever reason, and it can vary every time they pause they they walk away from the thing and then they go do something else and percolation is like the coffee right with the with the old school little paper filters and it's dripping down through all the through the ground coffee and it's just very slowly dripping into a pot and that's kind of what the break time experience is but it's not daydreaming and it's not active 
programmer brains are just different, really different. And this is a, a fact. <laughs> this is a fact of life that people aren't ready for, <laughs> like really aren't ready for. And uh, it's, it's, very, it's a very, very old notion too. And so the idea is, uh, so it has been articulated as they go through life and suddenly problems go away. Like suddenly they have aha moments and they come back and it's like the answers are solved. Well, there's a, a so for lesser humans, so for non, non-ridiculous programmer types, for everyday people, um, there's an equivalent where you go and you daydream and you have a practice or a, like a walking meditation or, but some part of your mind is, is off dreaming and reaching and all this kind of stuff. And then you come back to an actual practice and suddenly the problems are gone. They just kind of go away. And I mean that in the sense that the things that are in your head, uh, the problems that you thought you had, they're just solved now that you're sitting at it, now that you're doing it. It's easier than you thought it would be, like a lot easier. So uh, if, if, if you encourage the kind of wandering mind, there's a, it's, a, it's a reinforcing positive habit. It's a great morale boost. It's a way of you alleviating the pain of thinking that you're wasting your time because you're not. And when you come back, problems get solved. They just go away. And the weak morale that you had, the intimidation at having such a, a difficult problem, that goes away. Uh, so it's a very, very powerful tool. Um, and occasionally reality breaks. And that's a, it's, I think it's a, a like life is more fun when it's weird. <laughs> it's just, I, and I don't know how to explain it. And trust me, I don't want to go through, uh, explaining how to have a person be like that or do that in their lives. Cause I think, cause that's like, that is the, that is on our side of, of madness. I would never have somebody experiment with breaking their brain and thinking of the world in different ways, uh, because, uh, that might accidentally work that might accidentally happen. And a per, so a person who is too near insanity. So like there are, there are humans with genius minds and it's, it can be a brain thing or it can be a mind thing, but we know that there's just some people who are better at math or whatever. It might come with consequences. Genius is a really dangerous, weird topic. And I've spent years researching this stuff. And so, uh, that's not something that I would afflict on somebody. So I wouldn't want to teach somebody that stuff because if somebody was already pretty close to that, they can get pushed and genius and madness are cousins. They're, they're like staring at one another on either side of a fence and the, and pushing somebody with weird ideas who is already weird. It's, it's a, it's stupid. <laughs> like, uh, so, so sometimes weird ideas, uh, just, it's fun for everyday people. <laughs> like, like make a, make a meditative practice around it. Like, okay, cool. But, but, uh, to, 
turn it into a religion and have people practice it, occasionally get just people who are already who are just too close to being wrong. So, okay, back. So all the Christians can come back now. <laughs> so we're good. We had some safe stuff in there, but, you know, it's best to not risk it. Okay. Okay, let's let's switch to something else just for the five minutes that we have. Um, uh, did you know that I there are Twitch quality settings? So as a... Right now, I've got a moderator tab open. I'm looking at it right now. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if there was a video, like right now, there's just, just a, a couple of timers. It's not high resolution stuff. So I'm thinking, well, I, I, I want to teach Twitch to turn the resolution down because I don't need to have a nice crisp font there. I just need to kind of be able to read the numbers well enough because I don't want to... There's multiple people using the internet at the same time and i think like i'm really old school so i think about the wastage like the i think about being green but for like bandwidth and so i want to turn the resolution down i don't want to i want to use less and so i will go to do it and it's got two modes it's got source which minion 60 60 frames a second that's pretty impressive <laughs> i like considering I, I, we're not really doing changing much it doesn't matter well correct it's not taking up a whole lot of bandwidth which which is why i mean which is why what i'm going to bring up is just kind of dumb because it's got two settings one is 1080p 60 frames a second i don't even have a webcam that can do that i i mean i've got some really nice equipment that just can't do that and auto and auto is apparently really high quality so i can't turn it down to like uh 320p or something like that which which is exactly what i would want to do if there was uh like if i had my face up there and i wanted to have my face as reference so i can like look so i can see that i'm still in sync so i can see if there's something if the shine is wrong or if something goes wacky you know um, i would want to see that and I want the ability to turn the graphics down, turn the resolution down. But apparently, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, and, and that's extra weird because, and you might think, well, fine, you got a, a big screen. It's just going, oh, I'll do what I can. It's being smart. It's filling up that space. It's guessing at the resolution, all this kind of stuff. But no, no. The moderation panel has like the chat and all this kind of, kind of stuff. Widgets everywhere. And I just took the video and I made it nice and small in the corner. You no, know, fairly small. Like it's bigger than my phone, right? Um, and I think, well, maybe that would crunch down the quality because it's a smaller little image. It's, it's, it's quite small. It's like a quarter of my screen kind of thing. One other thing I want to talk about maybe later. And, um, and nope, nope, full quality. This is probably 1080p just made into a really small window. <laughs> a uh, little small space which is kind of kind of dumb kind of dumb um and uh, before we go on the break in a couple of minutes uh, i do want to talk about that monitor that very monitor the last show uh i very quickly before the show i'm like oh okay i just want to try this really quick because i wanted to to change my monitor its orientation from landscape so that's your normal widescreen to turn it to make it portrait so it's like a book, it's tall. 
because I've got a monitor arm that just lets me do that. And hey, all my cabling turns out to have been routed very well, so I can turn it freely and not have to do anything with it. Tried it, informed Windows about this. I move my mouse into that screen and my mouse starts going backwards. It's mirrored oh, all wrong. I forgot to ask you about that. Yeah. And so like I, I send Minion a message and Minion ignores me because it's Minion. I was asleep. <laughs> and I, I went researching it and I try to understand this and I'm, tr and I swear, what am I the only person on earth who's ever had this problem? <laughs> Cause Probably. I can't, you have, I can't have to flip it twice. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, if you've got this, oh, just take the batteries out of your wireless mouse for a couple of minutes. And I'm like, I'm using a wired mouse. What are you talking about? Oh, if you're using this, the Synaptics touchpad and Linux on a laptop. And I'm like, no, no, no. What? <laughs> no, it's second monitor, mirrored mouse. Like, and they're like, no, no, no. And people are saying, well, what you need to do is you need to go into your settings. You need to drag monitor one and monitor two so that when you go move your mouse off to the right side, it appears on the left side of that. No, like, no, I don't. Mouse goes freaky. Okay. So I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. You know, remember decades of troubleshooting experience. I'm like, okay, I think I know what's happening. I think I know what's happening. I think it's a weird driver issue because I've got one uh, driver, like literally have one driver set up for my left monitor and a totally different driver for my right monitor. And they are not communicating. They're not communicating mouse on that screen with mouse on that screen properly. Windows isn't merging them together the way I think. Okay. Because they're, because they're appearing as separate hardware devices. And everything just happened to be seamless before, but this one thing, the mirroring is not correct. So I went, oh, I bet I know what. And I went and I looked for adapters and I tried to figure it out. And instead of using this, because I had onboard, because I had the cable for it, I had onboard video from a motherboard to one monitor and a discrete, so from a 1030 uh out to my other monitor. So I just, I pulled them all out, found an adapter, which I didn't think I had. That's why I had the weird setup. Plug them both into my discrete card. They're both being run by the same driver and Windows now recognizes this monitor in portrait mode and the mouse works fine. So what a nightmare. And, and I just had to do something completely strange, completely strange. But now- That, that seems really odd because it just works fine for me. I, I know, but it's because they're both plugged into the same thing, the same card, right? Mine weren't. So things are kind of odd. Hey, so such is life. Maybe I should write a blog post and help other people that have the same problem, something like that, if I had a blog, right? But anyhow, we're going to take another 10-minute break, and I'll see you guys back real soon. And we're back. Uh, hello, everybody. It is 2020-1025. This is Lucid Indifference, show number 29. Uh, we're on our last segment here. I'm not going to rush through things because it always... For five seconds. Okay, I'm back. Was that Discord acting up again? Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, now I'm definitely not going to rush through things. Uh, and again. That... Okay. I'm back again. Now... That, uh, maybe that's something we just need to power through because it'll catch up 
and not care because maybe this, it'll mang. You, you say it, would, it does catch up, but it again, it just rubber bands it and just makes it rubber bands it, and it's not always a hundred a hundred percent. It sometimes it'll it either rubber bands or just makes it choppy. Okay, so um, if this is related to something I had been learning about doing uh, voice work, so technique. Um, when you start, so let's say, for example, you're doing something called a reading, which is you've got, imagine a clipboard piece of paper or something like that, a bit of text, and a person is reading it off live into a microphone. Maybe it's not cold. Maybe it's something they've read in their head. They've read quietly. So it's, it's not like memorizing a script, but they're comfortable enough. And then they read it aloud. There's a problem of what to do when stumbling upon a word. And you might see this, you might see this with a broadcaster or something like that. Well, they'll, they'll flub a word and they just keep going. They don't stop. They don't do everything all over again. Now that's, that's not our situation, but there's something similar, which is, okay, so our audio stream uh, hiccuped. So what continue on? Because, because continuing on is less disruptive than stopping and waiting for a sync and then attempting to explain from scratch all over again. So that uh, unless it prevents us from talking with one another, like if our sync is somehow so off that uh, we just can't communicate, then it, unless it's that bad, power through it and stop caring because it tends to be more disruptive. Now, right now, it's also true that we've got lurkers and bots in here and uh, not enough audience participation for us to, for it to be that big of a deal because it would have to be a big enough deal and it would have to be a big enough deal across enough listeners. So my opinion is not to care so much, not to care so much at all because I do do the editing after the fact and if there's weirdness like this, um, actually there isn't because I'm recording just locally, right? So as long as we're in sync, I, I don't care. <laughs> Unless people in chat actually complain, <laughs> then it doesn't matter. We can, we can blame Twitch and be like, yeah, Twitch is acting up. Or we can blame Discord or something like that. But we can do that. So don't interrupt. I will waggle my finger at you. Um, but related to that, related to that, uh, because I've got new, I've got, I've been repositioning a lot of things and I've been repositioning my microphone and I've more explicitly repositioned my microphone for this show, even more so than the previous show. Previous show, I had pulled my microphone in and I had repositioned it in front of my mouth. I finished the, the audio editing, the engineering, the software side of it. So that's show 28. I finished that stuff. Man, the audio was just glorious. Like, Minion, you have been talking up. <laughs> like you've actually been speaking aloud. <laughs> oh boy, does that help <laughs> so much. And, uh, uh, and my repositioning has allowed me to speak more clearly into the microphone more directly. 
And when you do that, I, I explained this last show, when you've got a microphone that's closer to your face, um, you don't, after the fact, have to amplify it so much. And because you don't have to amplify it so much, you don't have to also bring up all of the background mess, all of the background noise, all of the acoustics, all of the, the what's called the noise floor. So your microphone has a natural hum to it, unless you've got a really good one. And you don't want to to also amplify all of that. And there's other tricks to to work with that really help with all that stuff. But but it's it's because it's right in the middle of words, and then you kind of mess up words when you amplify all of the noise with all of your words. Anyway, anyway. So uh, the audio engineering stuff has been just glorious, and I'm I'm actually almost i'm i'm seriously thinking about not sharing what i've been doing (laughs) because it's just i'm actually using techniques that are variations of what like really high-end professionals do for their stuff i'm learning and modifying it for other stuff because i have some fundamental limitations i'm using audacity and it's a free project that people do in their spare time for no money and uh, so there are some limitations there because they're 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 doing things hobby in their spare time. It's taken years, so this can't do what other projects can for like for pay. So I'm limited, but I've been able to adapt what real pros have been doing just a little bit. Just and it's it's just wonderful. So last show, I'm very proud about how things sound, and part of that is microphone positioning. And, and so I've actually put it into practice, but what I've done is I've taken the microphone and I've moved it to the other side of me in preparation for where my desk is going to go later on where I'm, when I'm redoing this room and I'm moving it in front of my face, same way. But what I did is I, 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 um, I changed things and I figured out the threading and the mounting and I actually have a little ball joint on this tiny little microphone and I had to pull apart other stuff to make it so that I could actually mount it properly. It is a tiny little base with no space for me to plug in monitoring headphones and a USB cord. Like (laughs) I'm really worried about how it's set up now because I don't like it having pressure on these two things. So, but I managed it and I did that. I put it on a little ball joint just so I could tip it back a little bit. Just so, because I'm, I'm pretty tall. I'm pretty tall in this chair. And so I want to talk like right into the logo and I want to now, maybe I'm going to change my mind later and I'm maybe I'm going to, cause I have a ceiling mount that I'm thinking of and all this kind of stuff. Um, but, but for now, but for now it's a, it's positioned a little bit differently. Now the problem that I'm having now, <laughs> and I specifically changed, I specifically double checked my settings before the show, right? It's on my checklist, it's on my workflow. Um, and that is making sure that the, the, the gain on the microphone is set to a certain level. And the gain is how sensitive the microphone is. It's kind of like a volume knob on how hard it's listening. And if you turn it too low, you can scream at it and it's just too quiet. But if you turn it too high, you can talk at it and it's, it's so loud. And that's the, the problem that I've been having is I have a nice loud signal because I'm, because the gain is up, gain is up, and this is actually a very nice microphone. Like, 
it's nice as a beginner. It's very nice as a beginner microphone, right? Uh, this is absolutely what I'm going to recommend um, for all kinds of reasons. And I'll have to, once I get the other setup, I'll start going in depth as to what I had. And every time I upgrade, I'll talk about what I had been using and what's good and what's bad about things. And so that's the, the trail of, of the history that I will go through so that somebody else can learn from my mistakes. So I'll do, I'll do a huge chunk of the show talking about why this microphone was amazing. Why? Okay. Okay. So microphone was nice and loud and it's nice and close to me, right? Now all of that is great on paper, but, but so number one, I, I don't, I, I have a windscreen on this thing for some reason. One of the little clown noses, the little, uh, the foam things. I actually don't need that. I put it on there kind of like, well, I should have something. <laughs> so I put it on there. It's got a grill, so it doesn't really, but it doesn't have an integrated pop filter or anything like that. And I took out, I took away the pop filter. Now, plosives aren't a problem for me. I've plosived like five times in the last couple of hours, which is actually kind of embarrassing because I've done it. I've, I've done a complete show with none. And, um, I, that's just me. Cause I've got, I've got other problems, but plosives aren't a problem. Um, at least, you know, cause I've, I actually have the, I don't even know what it's called. The, the, the pattern as I'm recording, I can, so I can see when I plosive, I can see all this kind of stuff. Okay. Now volume up more or less, right? So all that stuff is up. Now that means that when I get excited and I have a few times, um, there, there are problems of larger sounds and smaller sounds. Oh boy. That's not a problem at all. Man, I've done some glorious work on that, but the volume can get so loud that the microphone kind of gets stressed. So there's something where you've got a ceiling on audio and getting anything past that ceiling, uh, the noise will just go wonky all the way up there. And if you get too loud, you start getting the physics of the membranes that are picking up the sound pressure and moving around, they start getting distressed so much that the signal that they're producing, uh, it, it just, it's wrong. It's all distorted and stuff. So you get something called clipping. And if you, if you shout or pop into a microphone, uh, you will get clipping. So, and that's a huge, huge problem. And there's all kinds of, there's knobs and lights and all. Okay. And it's almost never a problem except just now, <laughs> several times throughout the show, I've been peaking loud enough that I've, I think I've clipped a few times and that's, that's wrong. But I think I've clipped not in the, not in the middle of words. Cause I've been quite loud, but there are these moments of excitement or are the, there are these near plosive or other weird sounds and stuff like that. Those will now peak. Now I, I have, I have the technology to get rid of that stuff, but boy, do I, boy, is it bad sometimes? Boy, is it bad? So I'm not sure if I fix some of those problems. Uh, if it's gonna, if that means that some of the words are going to be kind of wrong. Anyhow, maybe that's a technique, right? That's a technique problem. Maybe all my settings are good. I just need to learn to talk a certain way with more intention. And I'll talk about that. Um, and maybe I'll talk about that right now. Um, 
Nobody likes the sound of their voice. Okay? I don't like the sound of my voice. Other people will tell you lies about you sounding good. And uh, you'll never believe them. <laughs> it's just, it's a thing. And it's a thing because uh, you actually, until you have made a recording and listened to it, and maybe not even then, because there's some weird things about microphones and about speakers or headphones. There's all kinds of room-related stuff, uh, stuff I can get into some other show. I'm not an expert, and I'm not, sh I'm not articulate enough about these topics be because I don't understand them well enough, right? So at some future point, I'll absolutely talk about everything that I know, which, I mean, will be challenging for me. But, but most people haven't heard their own voice. Because when you talk, you talk conversation. When you talk, you're, you're hearing three things. So the first is what you would recognize as being sound. So you create a bubble of audio around you, and that's what washes up against your listener's ears. So we're, we're talking live, okay? Now, the so you will hear that. So it, it gets a bubble around you, and that gets back into your ears just as well as it gets back into your listener's ears. I mean, you're your voice isn't going at your own ears, it's going at somebody else's nose, but you can still hear yourself well, okay? The next thing that happens is it doesn't just go out into a bubble, it bounces off of walls and comes back to you. That's why you get the little echo in the bathroom, or if you've got an unfurnished house, or if you've got one of these like big, big rooms. If you've ever been up on a stage, it's a really strange experience. Like the audio is strange. And that's because you're getting a you're getting voice number two right and voice number three is when you speak because audio is kind of like heat audio is a change from the production of sound in your vocal cords out and it ripples it through substance okay so there's no sound in space because there's no atmosphere for stuff to go out to right that's why heat is a really odd concept in space and sound in a vacuum doesn't doesn't transfer and so sound over distance that's why you can shout and then over enough distance a person can't hear you a mile away right it just but you can hear howls and stuff like that that are that will cut through or are extra loud or whatever you can shout into a valley and hear yourself so that's that's thing too that's room stuff and that's distance and volume and so it kind of goes from uh, air, air to air to air to air, now from dust, from molecules, through the actual substance of air. So, I mean, we've got oxygen and carbon dioxide and nitrogen, and, you know, etc. And that's what the sound waves are propagating against. But it does the same thing with everything. You know, uh, cup against the wall, you can hear stuff. You can hear stuff because... Uh, person speaking in the other room creates the bubble it reflects off the walls some gets absorbed you can hear it on the other side the same thing kind of happens inside your own skull you'll talk it vibrates around your vocal cords it vibrates around your skull it vibrates back into your jaw it and there's uh and it's like people who are deaf actually what there's the technology if it's a certain kind of person who is deaf in a certain kind of way Right? So it doesn't apply to all people. Uh, you can get, I think it's called a cochlear implant. Now what it is, is 
it is like a hearing aid that's implanted, or it's usually hung like a hearing aid, and there's a wire, and then it gets implanted into their, like, into their actual skull. <laughs> and because there's some version of deafness involves a disconnect between the hearing drum area and the bone necessary for the vibration that gets turned into the more or less electricity. So you can just hook a wire up to that and have a, a, a microphone, <laughs> have a microphone on the side of their head and a wire that gives them, gives them hearing again. It, it's, it's a strange concept. Go look on YouTube for people getting these implants and just the tears because they've never heard before. And, and see um, babies that get one, like uh, infants, actual infants, who have never heard their parents' voices. And, and, or or uh, maybe I'm thinking of this other thing with uh, babies having glasses put on. Um, when they're like, they'll scream around and they'll wiggle. And then like first, and it gets turned on, there's like a little click and they're like, <gasps> <laughs> And it's like they've always known their parents' voices. Anyway, so that's the three kinds of, of sounds that you get. And you've never heard your own voice for realsies. As, it's really something that I have to talk about at greater length. But microphones aren't technically authentic, really. Your speakers definitely aren't. Because your room is, is a new element, right? Uh, your hearing isn't necessarily authentic if your hearing is not very good, right? Headphones are great. So you would want a very clear microphone of a certain type, and you would want to have good, really good headphones of a certain type to get authenticity. But anything like it's close enough, like your webcam uh, microphone is close enough for a decent-ish recording, and the speakers on it are enough for a decent enough reproduction. That, and you listen to that, and it's like, wow, all my friends are hearing that? That's awful. <laughs> because you're totally unfamiliar with your own voice. Totally. Okay. The heck was it? I was talking about technique. <laughs> I think I was talking about technique. Um... So I don't like my own voice, obviously. So it's gotten some, I need to get used to it. And some stuff, you, you understand the technology of it. So I learned what a plosive is, right? So a plosive is that big puff of wind when you say certain words, and it's much more pronounced. It's riskier. Its appearance is more inevitable if you get really close to a microphone. And that puff of air is really close, and it really stresses out the, the microphone, the membrane in it. Okay, so there's technique. There's all kinds of technique, like, like turning the microphone, like talking past the microphone, like having a pop filter, like one of these little uh, screens and stuff like this. And I'll talk about that in the future. Now, but I wanted to learn about voice and how to improve mine, because there's specific stuff I don't like about mine. I don't like the wetness. I don't like my tongue. I don't, right? Uh, I know my cardioid, my cardio is bad. So I get out of breath. I know that my breathing is kind of audible under certain circumstances. And you have to learn all this stuff like, like breathing is okay. <laughs> like it's not, uh, it's part of expression. It's one of the subtle things that happens. We do communicate certain things and it's, it's not, it really isn't bad to listen to. 
because everybody does it. We're used to it. It's not alien. And just like you wouldn't want to have uh, an audiobook voiced and recorded in a bathroom, because it would sound awful, you also wouldn't want to have an audiobook recorded in a closet, because it would sound awful. It sounds alien, because you kind of expect it to be in like a roomy sounding room thing. And maybe you don't have the words to put it, to put it together to explain what you like. But when you hear it, when it's balanced well, and it's got that nice, that, that warmth to it, you'll like it. And breathing is like that. Uh, something that is completely absent of breathing might also sound thin, wrong. There might be substance that's gone. It just, right? And it might not be listenable. So having little breaths is kind of normal, but I know that's a problem for me. I've gotten better. I've got better breathing, a better pacing. Uh, probably the biggest problem is I say, and so, and have these pauses and all this kind of stuff. But I know about it because I'm eating my own dog food. I'm listening to the entirety of previous shows, all of it. And I'm doing editing and I'm really, and I'm, I'm going and I'm hand changing things. Uh, less and less needs to be changed because I'm doing less and less plosives. There's less and less audio engineering nightmares for me to deal with, right? So I'm, but I am left with, with one problem that I don't understand. I can't quite hear it. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's technique. Because I worry that there are people out there with good, not good ears, because that's not necessarily a thing, but people with good experience, good quote-unquote training, who know how to, who will hear things, like certain things stand out. You know, like the people that are bothered by spelling mistakes, right? There are people who will be bothered by uh, anomalies in uh, audio quality. They'll be really bothered by them. And so I will... Uh, I want to learn that stuff and I want to make the adjustments even if I can't hear, if I can't listen like them. So I don't know the problems. I still want to, I want to understand this. And, and some voice, like vocal coaches and the like, what they'll do is uh, they'll talk about all these problems. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to understand these things. And they're, I, they're using words. And I know English and I know the words they're using and I don't understand the combinations. Like they're, 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 I don't know how they are paid <laughs> at being vocal coaches because I'm not dumb. I don't know the topic. So I am kind of dumb. I am kind of ignorant, but I, I'm just not clicking. So I, I've found these people. I'm, I'm trying to understand the idea of what's called a sibilant. A sibilant, a, a sibilant is the the S sounds in stuff, right? And I would think that with the, the tongue that I've got, it's, it's too big for my mouth, right? So as a, you know, mom uses that the, my tongue was too big for my mouth. So as a, as a baby, I would constantly, like, like my, my tongue would be poking out. Have you ever seen those pictures of like a kitten or cat that's kind of like just chilling out, having a nap, and the, like their tongue is poking out. Like if you ever had a cat and you just... You're so tempted to just like, just pull at it a little bit. Be like, oh, book. Well, okay, I was like that as a baby. And I, but I've kept a long tongue, right? It's broad and it's long and it's awkward and I'm always aware of it. And it's been one of the, um, 
one of the psychological barriers to actually doing, like doing what I'm doing right now, actually talking. Okay, so that, I'm aware of it. I understand it. I've experienced it. I don't, I haven't gone and found the knowledge from experts and, and, and been coached. Okay. But at least I know it, at least I've experienced it. I can reproduce it. But the sibilant thing, I have no idea what that means. People give these, um, they, they give these exaggerated examples, but I'm like, okay, but nobody talks like that, like in reality. So let me hear uh, an, an in reality thing and then show me the waveform, show me what it looks like. Cause people talk about like, I'm looking for a really good plugin for my audio, what's called a digital audio workstation, a DAW. Uh, like for example, audacity is a DAW and th there's a whole bunch of other. So it's the software that you use to modify the audio after the fact, not live well after the fact. And people are saying, I'm looking for a DSer. So first off, I don't know how to spell that D and I'm guessing, right? And so it's hard to look something up when I don't even know what the spell and Google doesn't know how to help me with this. So it's, so that's hard, but I eventually bumped into some stuff and people like, I want a DS or plugin so that my thing can automatically detect the S's and pull them out. And like, so first off, what? <laughs> That's uh, that's really specific. And I totally want to know about that because that I, magic, I want magic. That sounds great because whatever a sibilant is, I, I, I'm told I don't want it. And so I should get rid of it. And so I should throw money at somebody to make a plugin that does this like magic. Okay. But I wanted to learn more because you should always learn more before you get fleeced by some con artist trying to, right? So Okay. I went looking and literally all I'm looking for is everyday examples of both people with sibilance and bad sibilance, but normal, like normal people who have sibilance, who are bad, who have recorded themselves in order to share that. And now I'm so hyper aware of the S's that I'm using all the time. <laughs> um, and I want like practice phrases. And that was kind of hard for me to figure out. Now, and that's what's odd is trying to understand some of this stuff. Like the internet is so full of, it's just full. <laughs> it's done. It's so done that, that you can, you can try to search for stuff and you'll get, now you will just get popular results. You won't get good results anymore. I, I kind of miss the old internet where only the people who cared would actually write stuff so that when you went looking for stuff, you got stuff from people who cared. So you got competency, <laughs> you got some accuracy. Now it's just, oops. Oh man, that was me bumping my arm. I'm sorry, future self. We're going to have to edit that out. I wonder if my automation is going to do that. That clipped in everything. Okay. What was I talking about? Wow. I deserve that. Something I did deserve. I am going to talk about something completely different because of that. Um, uh, did you know that in the Philippines, uh, Christmas starts in August? <laughs> they start putting up lights and deck. They start putting up Christmas decorations in stores in August. <laughs> wow. It's like, um, but, it, and it's, and it's the Philippines. Don't like, 
I get that it's kind of gone global, but that doesn't seem like a Filipino thing to do. Do they? I like shrug. Because I know there's still a disconnect in Halloween between like North America. Ah, and, and I know like Mexico and South America and stuff like that. They do, they do Day of the Dead and stuff like that, that it's alien outside of those cultures. And I, I know that Halloween is, it's one of those things that's unique to very specific cultures because Europeans are like, well, this is kind of a, a, I don't, I don't, I think they've started doing some stuff, but it's a re like when people think about what Canadian culture is, I can now point towards Halloween. Like I, I know that's, that's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. And, uh, so I would think that the, it, it's very odd that the Christmas quote unquote Christmas spirit or whatever the heck has become so international. I mean, technically it's a Dutch thing, but let's not, let's not go down that route. Cause that gets a little weird. Um, but I, I mean, I, this is the year that I'm trying to bring back that childhood Christmas spirit to see what it's like. I miss that. I miss being like that. Um, I've had enough time on my hands. I've been approving a lot of stuff in my life. I'm trying to be happier and all this kind of stuff. I'm not going to be one of these sickly sweet motivational people. I get a lot of, like I'm, I'm doing a lot of that. Sure. But so I'm not going to be like happy. I'm never going to be a happy, friendly guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not like minion where I'm, I'm a, I'm a jerk just for fun. Just, just for funsies. Just cause uh, it's unintentional. I swear. It's part of your personality though. Right. I'm not going to, I, I would never encourage myself to become like you. You are a fantastic train wreck of an example that I would never pursue. <laughs> I can just like, is this choice of mine, the right choice or the wrong choice? What would Minion do? Okay, let's not do that. <laughs> See, you're an improvement to my life, unintentionally. <laughs> Actually think and put thoughts together? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this year I want to I wanna think about, like, Halloween. I want to think about Christmas. I, I already got some candies. I'm going to, I got some masks. My masks are coming in. I must have talked about that. Man, they look so good. <laughs> they were they were cheap for how good they look. I need uh I have some like a, it's made for uh like crafts. I'm not entirely sure, but it's made for like sewing related stuff, I guess, shrug. But I found some uh kind of elastic rope stuff, like cord, I guess. And uh, that's what's going to replace the the little cheap ribbons on these things. I'll drill holes cuz I don't have I wouldn't trust hot glue, uh, but I'm going to drill some holes and I'm going to, uh, properly wear these masks and, uh, or one of them, maybe the other one I'll have like hanging up as a decoration or something and, uh, hope it doesn't get stolen off my front door. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe hang under the window or something like that. At any rate, at any rate. So I'm kind of, ex I want to be excited about that. Right. Because as I have said before, I think a lot of these incur the encouragement of children having fun is also the opportunity for the parent and the adults in general to also re-experience what it, it has been like um, kind of vicariously through the childhood perspective. Right. Seeing through their youthful, hopeful, innocent um, 
their innocent eyes, right? And so it's, I, I want a little bit about, a, a little bit of that or to encourage that or to, because I know that I'm not just giving for kids. I'm giving for the parents, the other adults that are associated with that. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I like that. I, I want to, I want to do that. And the same with Christmas. I, I'm going to go, it's, oh man, there's always, there's all, there's always more things that I want to do with my money. <laughs> like I dream too big, but I want to get one of these little, at least a little artificial tree and just have it. And I have some presents and stuff like that. And I'll do, I'll do that, that kind of stuff. Like last year, what I did is I went out and I had some, uh, I found a place that does importing of like some Dutch stuff. So I went and got some stuff kind of from my childhood, um, some speculas and hachelslach. And so chocolate sprinkles and like the uh, graham crackers, the equivalent with, with it's a different flavor and gave them out and have them around the house and kind of like, and I, I want to do that again for Christmas. I have on my shopping list lights, which I'm like, oh, Amazon is so frustrating because I find just great stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put that and I'm going to plan that for buying that in early December. And okay, and this and this, and then I find alternates just, and I go back because I'm, I'm now pushing it up from, uh, a possibility, a dream, and I'm pulling it into something a little bit closer so that I can budget more firmly. So it becomes a little more real. I can plan around it because I got, right. You want to kind of line things up really nicely. It, it gives a lot of hope to what money you have allotted to whatever. And I went and looked and I'm like, this is not in stock anymore. And that is not in stock anymore. And on and on. I'm like, oh, it's so much torture going through and finding something that's just perfect, just right. And then coming back going, oh, I have the money. <laughs> like, oh, and it's not Amazon saying, we don't know when or if it will be back in stock. Like, oh, so frustrating. The other frustrating thing is, um, going and buying something and then being like, ah, it, this is great. And then coming back and trying to order it again. And it's four times the price. <laughs> and it's not one of these like, uh, things that's in high demand. So what happens is as soon as it's available, sharks come in and buy it all out and then flip it with like $14 shipping and stuff like that. It's not, nothing like that. It's just some product out there. And I understand when some things, I like that, like there's pressure on Christmas lights. There's pressure on wreaths. I mean, that's, it's pretty, man, it's, it's October. Eh, maybe it's a little bit, it's a little bit surprising. I can understand certain candies. I can understand this kind of stuff, right? That's fine. But, but I just wanted to buy more of these, uh, plastic trays, these planters for onions. I want to go and buy more of that. And like the price has gone from $7 to $27. <laughs> like guys, you're killing. And it happened once before. And I just, I left it on my list going, okay, something is weird. Not sure what's going on. And I came back and I, I was able to buy a couple more trays. As soon as it came up again, I like bought a bunch more. And, but, and it happened again. I'm just, it's sitting, all these things, they're sitting on my list 
waiting for them to reappear, possibly being pushed up in priority so that as soon as it appears, I, f I find out, I will, I will find out like I'll check in once a week to see, or I'll do whenever I do my planning and I'll be like, Oh, oh, that's finally available. I'll remember how rare it is and what the prices are. And I'll be like, okay, well, no, no, you know, in my socks get too expensive for one month, but they come back down to a normal price the next month. I, I will go and I will buy extra of that. I'll, I'll just kind of leap on stuff. Um, and that's kind of the, the such an annoyance because there have been remarkable things that I could buy. I don't know where to get them anywhere else. Um, that they just go away and they never come back again. And they're, I just leave them to see, maybe I'll, I'll poke around at some other point and find, find an alternate, like a backup, even if it's slightly more expensive from some, what would have been a competitor. Maybe I'll have it as a reminder, but there are some products where I, I can't get it again. It's just, so I have one, and I wanted to go and get a backup, but I can't get the backup. So I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it's not ideal. At least I got it the first time, but so like the, the ball joint for my microphone, I want to go and get another one, but they're real expensive. I got this one from, of all things, a kit for a ring light. Um, ring lights I highly recommend actually. It's one that can change colors. Um, I'm not sure why I should care, but I want it to be a little bit warmer. And uh, it just came in a kit with like stands and adapters and all this kind of stuff. And man, all this, this stuff, you can buy it separately and it's so expensive. But if you, you find some collection somewhere, the thing is they don't upsell you by telling you about all these adapters. You just see in the pictures that they've got like the little desk tripod or the little, uh, what's it called? They're like the little octopus legs that can wrap around stuff. They'll sell it, but there's a little adapter on top. And if you know what you're looking for, you go and you find that and, and you're like, oh, oh, I see that little adapter in there. And you're like, oh, that is $10 separately. But in, in this package, that tripod costs this much. This other tripod costs that much, that much. This selfie stick extender costs this much. This adapter costs. And you're like, wow, this thing is so much less expensive. If they only told people that it came with all these different parts and it doesn't properly upsell it. Oh man, that's a big, that's a big annoyance I have. So I'm, but you pay more for the entire package. Like, so I I'm going to do that again. I'm going to have another ring light set up and this kind of stuff, just so I can get another one of these adapters uh, for, for the strangest locations. Cause there's always some reason to, to want to, to wiggle stuff. And audio has been just the strangest experience, audio and the webcam to properly mount things. And because I'm going to be moving my the, the, the room around it, we're rearranging everything in here to understand acoustics better, to do narration better, to pursue that, to maybe even like, um, what the heck is the term? You know, like you do job applications for narration. I might actually take it a little bit more seriously and go and make myself available for hire. Hey, maybe I'm not going to make a whole lot. And boy, has this field exploded, you know? Like I have previous, 
we have the first and right now only not appropriate for kids clip that will be going up if Minion gets around to it uh, that talked about, you know, what uh, I think you can guess what other things can be done from home that would involve communication, right? In that case, it's using a webcam. The other case, it's using a microphone. So it happens, there happens to be an explosion in I quote unquote popularity for people doing voiceover work or narration or whatever the heck I got, I was there first. <laughs> so a lot of these amateurs, they're not going to be my competition, but there is a lot of, there is a lot of, uh, like things are diluted. So people that are looking to buy inexpensive will now not find me so easily. Right. So there's all kinds of problems, but I, I'm still thinking about that. So I'm thinking about rearranging the room, not just for narrating my own stuff again, which I, I still want to do. Um, I kind of stopped some time ago. And, and so I'm rearranging the room and in rearranging that space, I have to now think about, well, uh, I have a monitor mounted to a wall. I can't do that anymore because I don't have access to the wall in the same way. It's not the same kind of wall and it's too far out of the way. And maybe I'll have shelves there instead. So what do I need a, a different desk clamp for this? Uh, so I need to, you know, buy that one again, but it's not in stock. So I had to, I found an alternative and how do I mount a webcam? Cause I'm going to have a webcam back there for streaming. Uh, how do I, and, and so microphone set up and I guess while I'm at it, while I'm at it. So the reason I want to move, I don't like right now, I'm pretty, I like everything is just kind of where I like it, right? It's not that I got used to it. I moved everything just right, but now I learned more and I started planning. I started pull out the measuring tape, measure everything everywhere, sketch it, and then try to figure out in my mind and kind of on paper where all the the things where all the pieces will go and um and so i figured it out i thought it was kind of okay and i learned a little bit more literally earlier today and i have to go back and kind of like figure out with this knowledge of how acoustics works how i should be doing it a better way like a, a different way and I, th I think I figured it out. It's a much, <laughs> it's a stranger layout, stranger. Uh, but I think, I think I can do it. I think it's going to work out. The problem is, will it look okay on camera? Uh, I think I can arrange to have a blank wall behind me, which I can just chroma key out. And uh, cause I'm not sure I'm going to get the fancy new video card that can, that has that in its software, anything like that. Cause it's loud. I don't, I don't want a loud video card. Um, and I, uh, I was making all kinds of plans about what I can do construction wise to do certain things, but I went back to the DIY and I went back to, to the basic understanding of how acoustics works, uh, like actual room treatment to understand it deeply enough that I can pit multiple experts to one another, figure out where they disagree and then make my own decision figure out where they do agree and then understand how to do things that way. So I can, I can, I learned the uh, almost zero expense to do immediate area treatment around the microphone. 
in the right way without like putting a sheet over my head, which, which kind of works actually. <laughs> it's a joke, but you know, it, it does kind of work now, for reasons that people aren't explaining properly, but whatever. Uh, so I, I can do that and I can do it without spending money, except I'm going to have to spend money on a new desk, uh, a new monitor clamp and maybe a new boom arm or like there's always something you can spend money on. So, uh, and I want the money for Christmas, right? I want the money for other stuff. Uh, this kind of, this kind of thing. So in, uh, in a few minutes remaining, what else can I talk about? What else can I talk about? Um, I don't know. Well, let's, let's end it early. That was actually a, a pretty good rant about room stuff. I'll have to come back to that. I've got a new microphone coming in, but it's going to be, uh, like the 11th or something like this. And so it's not particularly exciting. Ooh, maybe I'll complain. Ah, oh, I'm losing a little contrast in my vision. So black with black on black and black. I can't see very well. It's really annoying. And so I'll get like different shades of black. I, I'm sick of all these cables that are all black. So I'm actually looking out for uh, like new replacement cables for everything that just isn't black anymore. <laughs> just now that I'm thinking about room changes, I'm like, hey, I wonder what life would be like if I replace some of these cables with longer cables and move my equipment out of the way even more. Hey, while I'm at it, why don't I get something that isn't black? I'd be willing to pay a little bit more. And they're like fluorescent orange. <laughs> like, no, just, ah, okay. Just white, white is easier. And, and you'll find dozens in black for all electronics and you'll find something extra expensive for white and then something maybe reasonable. So I kind of like have to hunt, have to hunt. Uh, but that's not going to be particularly interesting for everyday people, I suppose. Anyhow, we're done. This has been uh, 2020-10-25. Uh, this is Lucid Indifference. That's lucidindifference.com. Show 29. We're going to be back in a couple of days. You can, you can check us out. Check out our website and get a link to our playlist for our clips if you want to see what we're like. And you can also see our latest show tomorrow. That would be uh, show 28. Anyhow, I'll see you guys real soon. Bye.